Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sports is my uh, first love in life. Now, over the last 30-odd years, news has tied it, number one for me, but my first love has always been sports. I just wanted to be about four inches taller. I'm six one. I wanted to be about four inches taller, and I think at 230 pounds, I was okay. I was a good weight. But I was too damn slow. That was the problem. I was hell on wheels, Kelly. I was in hell on wheels for 10 yards. <laughs> I love it. How many times have I heard a story like that, Roy? Oh, right? God. <laughs> I know. I just, why couldn't I have been endowed with a little more speed? That's all I wanted, a little more. I could run over people. I had the size to run over people, but I couldn't get to them. Well, I'll reveal something to you, Roy. Yes. I never envisioned ever having a, a sporting life uh, as a player or as a broadcaster. What I wanted to do, I wanted to be a park warden in Banff or Jasper. That was my my big goal in life, and this stupid game of hockey got in the way because that was, you know, my mom and dad, they're fantastic parents. We didn't have much money, and so what we could afford was a camping trip uh, yearly to Banff, Jasper, Lake Louise, maybe Yoho or something like that. And if I remember correctly, uh, it was only a week long, but they gave me a love of the mountains, my mom and dad. And so I, every time I can, I still go there. Uh, just, just, and I, I relive those beautiful memories growing up in Edmonton. Oh, it's such a magnificent part of the world. Because I, I, I lived and worked in Calgary for a year, yeah, and uh, CHQR. And oh, cool. uh, I used to love just going. You know that drive and from Calgary? It's like an hour to to to. Uh, to yes. the foothills, right? And, yeah. and I, I just loved yeah. it. It was just amazing. It is literally, Roy, one hour from our front driveway to the town of Banff. Not to the park gates, but right into the town of Banff. So uh, I wouldn't say we go as often as we used to, but even today we had to drop some things off for the kids. And uh, from the Ring Road in Calgary, just a spectacular view of the Canadian Rockies. Yeah, nothing quite like it. It's truly mm-hmm. amazing. I'm going to be going back to uh, where I was born and uh, partly grew up, Switzerland, yep. in just a few weeks. So oh, my. I haven't been Beautiful. Back. Yeah. Talk about mountains, man. Tell you. Mm-hmm. First time I skied was as a kid. Yep. My, my little Swiss buddies, I was 10 years old, right? I'd never been on skis <laughs> in my life. They take me to the top oh, of this, cool. they take me to the top of this Alp and they go, boom, they're gone. <laughs> I'm 10 years old. Well, I'm going too. Right. <laughs> One way or the other, I'll get down the mountain. <laughs> it was spectacular. But you know, you're 10 years old by the end of the day, you're skiing almost like they are because you're made of right. rubber at that yeah, age. Exactly. Today, you'd be peeling me off some, along with the bark, off some tree. <laughs> Kelly Rudy is uh, is joining us, Hockey Night in Canada analyst, former Los Angeles Kings goaltender, one of the really good ones. Um, and and I, I'm really glad to talk to you. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm such a I'm such a hockey fan. I've got my Montreal Canadiens cap with me now because I think sure. that's good luck. Huh? It has to be. We all think we have good luck. But what a weird start, Kelly, I think, to the uh, to the 23 NHL season. Mm-hmm. Beginning with the Oilers, we just played Ken Holland, who I think is in trouble anyway, on the firing of Jay Woodcroft. Um, but it, it began with, with these surprises. Again, none more so surprising than the performance of the Oilers. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm, I was shocked by the start that they had. Um, and, you know, I think that's... 
in part why Woodcroft was let go, even though I thought last year or last week, uh, I think Elliot Friedman said this also, that uh, with that win in Seattle, I thought that might buy him some time because they're going home for two uh, games, uh, Islanders and Seattle again, if they could uh, win those, I thought maybe Woodcroft would be safe, but the Oilers obviously thought differently. I do think um, they could have sustained a stretch like that if it would have been maybe in January and they had gotten off to a great start and they might have been first or second in the conference or division. But unfortunately, with a bad start in today's NHL, it's nearly impossible to recover. Now, they won three in a row, and that's a good thing. But I was just, I was totally shocked by the firing. I think uh, the good thing about Woodcroft is that he'll get hired, I think, somewhere pretty well, pretty soon, because he's known as a great coach, and just circumstances were against him after that bad start, but he will find employment here soon. Yeah, Calgary Flames, new head coach for the season, and then Jonathan yep. Huberdeau finds himself benched for a period by the new coach. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got a big contract. I know he scored, uh, once he got his uh, goal and an assist, uh, just the other night. Yes, on Thursday, yep. Yeah, so how do you assess, well, let's look at the Alberta teams. Uh, you're in Calgary. Yeah. How do you assess the Flames? Well, they're coming on. I, I think they're 4-1-1 one and one in their last six, uh, making some progress slowly. I wouldn't say that, uh, you know, that they're going to go on a, a big heater here necessarily, but they're certainly making a lot of progress. Um, they have a four-game road trip coming uh, up after they play tonight at home against the Islanders. Uh, that's a very important road trip. Uh, but what they're doing better, Roy, now is they're uh, not turning the puck over as often because that certainly was really killing them early. And uh, Ryan Husker, their head coach, talked about almost every single day and uh, just reinforcing the fact that you can't do that, in particular against really good teams. Uh, and then, you know, that benching of Huberto, that's really a brave thing to do. And I know everybody's saying, well, Huska's a different guy than Daryl Sutter and, and he needed to be. But that's something when you have your highest paid player and you're benching him in one game, it was uh, the entire third period plus the last 230, I think, of the uh, second period. So, you know, when you're talking about a head coach making a statement, um, that's that's a big one. And it wasn't to punish or embarrass Huberto. We even talked about it on the air how it was it was really hard to watch. It was almost sad or heartbreaking to watch Huberto sitting on the end of the bench. But it needed to be done. And uh, it your play and your ice time dictated by how well you play. And so that was the message that had to be sent. Now, it was really cool on Thursday, Roy. As you mentioned, he scored and he had an assist. And there was a big... Uh, uh, ovation really by the uh, people in the saddle dome here in Calgary and they recognize his struggles and uh, for the most part they're very supportive and I think that went a long way for Huberto. Hopefully he can dig himself out of the the slump he's in and play like he normally can. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bounce around the, uh, we're not going to do this geographically, we'll just bounce around with the Canadian teams, but uh, this question just occurred to me. I used to watch you with with the LA Kings. Mm-hmm. And he had the bandana, right? I mean, this was your trademark. Was, I know it's Kelly. He's got a bandana. Um, and and you would take your hockey stick and you'd lay it on top of the goal. Mm-hmm. And I thought, he's pissed off. Uh, I thought, uh, he's upset. Something's gone on. He's upset. Okay. Right? I was just, I, was just, I didn't know you then. I just thought, right. oh, is this my, I try to watch. Body language means a lot to me. Sure. But yeah, what's what's harder for you? What's more difficult for you? What what was the harder of the two, preparing for a game, yeah, or preparing for a broadcast? 
Oh, boy. That's a, such a great question, and they are very similar. Um, I would think maybe preparing for a game was somewhat easier because I had years of experience uh, before I got to the National Hockey League in, in you know, sort of honing my craft and understanding how I needed to get ready and how I had to prepare physically and mentally. And so I had years of experience uh, and then when I moved into broadcasting, of course, I had no training whatsoever. I just went uh, cold into it. And, you know, I didn't even know any of the, the sayings or terminology, you know, behind the scenes. Like, I didn't know what a VO was, like a voiceover. I didn't know any of these things. And so I had to learn on my feet. And I think it was good because I didn't have any bad habits at that point. I've uh, I've uh, gained a whole bunch over the years. But I, think <laughs> I don't think be. so. <laughs> but I still get nervous. Uh, I you know every single broadcast, Roy, I get nervous for, and I that's a good thing for me. I don't know if it's for everybody, but it, I know when I'm going to the uh, whether it's the studio or the rink to do a game as a color analyst. I know I might be in trouble if I'm not nervous enough yeah. because that is a feeling I like. Yeah. It's a little uncomfortable. But I feel like that means I have some nervous energy, which is a good thing. But that's a great question. I still say uh, broadcasting is way harder for me, um, and uh, it's a challenge every day. Well, I'm sure broadcasting is way harder than being a goalie in the NHL. Come on, it's not even close. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but I will tell you, I finally found out what VO means. <laughs> <laughs> I know all these different things. And, you know, early on, like, as I said, I had no uh, training, and so I was doing, uh, you know, the telestrator. I was learning just literally on my own. I had a few people, you know, behind the scenes helping me, but I just had that uh, that pen, and I'd draw all over the screen, and then it became more and more complex, and now finally uh, we don't do it live anymore because it's just so complex, but it, it's such a cool machine to use and learn and and it was a big part of my broadcasting career. Yeah, I know you're an excellent, really excellent broadcaster. You're a great goaltender and an excellent, you are an excellent broadcaster. I always thought you were really one of the best. But what, what really matters, Kelly, and I want to say this, yep. we have to get to the other Canadian teams. But yep. thank, for, thank you for all you do to raise the profile and awareness about mental health and dispel the negative images and, 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 the, uh, and the stereotypes. Thanks for what you do for that. Wow, that's very kind, Roy. Uh, I say that it's the best work that my family and I have ever done. So uh, put aside my hockey career and my broadcasting career, I think the work we do uh, raising awareness about mental health is uh, so important. I get so much positive feedback. And in fact, Roy, that's one of the reasons why I've taken this weekend off. I'm not going to be in Toronto. I'm not going to be on the show just to make sure I'm on top of it because it's been around uh, me again lately and I'm really, really busy and I have to make sure that I take care of myself. Yes, sir, you do. I mean, I had my health challenge earlier this year, still do. Mm. Yeah. And uh, that's one thing I've learned is mm -hmm. that I'm going to take care of myself. That's definitely the case. Uh, and by the way, I, I still get nervous coming into a studio. I've done over 100,000 interviews. You'd think I'd be yeah. kind of relaxed about it now. <laughs> but but I'm not. I still got tingles, you know. It's just, it's it's good. It's good. It's good to feel that. That's okay. why you're still around, Roy, because you care and you you worry about your craft and uh, you put in the work, and that's a good thing. Yeah, and I'm this I'm not. This is not a throwaway phrase. I really care about the listeners. Really care. Yep. That's 
That's yep. that's most important to me. Let's let's look at the, the rest of the uh, NHL teams, the Canadian teams. We have about five minutes or so. Sure. Uh, let's move to the Winnipeg Jets. Strong team, I keep hearing, but it's tough to entice NHL stars to move to Winnipeg. Yeah, but they are a good group. I watched a game last night, and boy, was that ever an exciting game. I thought Buffalo, in fact, outplayed Winnipeg. Hellebuck was amazing in the third period. Uh, I like that Winnipeg team. Uh, Scott, Scott Arneal's doing a nice job in the absence of Rick Bonus, and we're wishing the Bonus family all the best. Uh, but this is a really good Winnipeg team. I like them. Uh, I think they're going to continue to build uh, towards something really good. And, uh, you know, when you have a guy like Hellebuck, he, I don't know if I've told you this or shared this with you before, Roy, but Hellebuck happens to be one of my favorite goaltenders to watch for a number of different reasons. His play on ice, yes, but his leadership skills and how I've watched him grow off the ice. You know, when I first met him, uh, I, I know he wouldn't even remember this, but it was at a morning skate in Winnipeg. It might have been his first or second year. And uh, I went into the dressing room to chat with him, and he was very quiet. And I'm thinking, ooh, boy, this is a tough game, and this is a really tough position, goalie, if if you, you're not really like a general, if you're not in command, it's a really difficult position. You're, you know, you're, there's all these sorts of different things coming your way and you have to handle all sorts of adversity. And boy, am I ever pleased to say that he has really grown into that leadership role. In my opinion, he's the voice of reason for that team. He stands in front of the camera he gives you great answers, very thoughtful, and so I love that guy. Wonderful. So we've got about two and a half minutes to go through the rest of them. Uh, yep. the, the Canucks, are they for real? Yes, they are. And one of the reasons why they're coach, and I've known Rick Tockett since 1987 on the Canada Cup team, and I played with him in L.A., he's not afraid of conflict. And that's one of the things you have to be, in particular when you're trying to change a lot of things about the the organization, you've got to address certain things, and he, he certainly is not afraid of doing that. All right. The Ottawa Senators, everybody thought, hey, this could be the breakout year for them, and it still could. They, mm-hmm. they look good. They're strong. They're young. They uh, have a stronger organization now. Yeah. Um, what what A little bit of a slow start. What do you think? Yeah, they're trending in the right direction. They won again today in Sweden. Um, they've won four in a row now. That's a big step for them because in yeah. the last two years, I believe, they failed miserably in November. So this is a, a really good month for them to get on a bit of a roll. They're young, as you mentioned. They're they're learning how to win. I think that's their next step, and they've done a nice job recently. So, 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 so <laughs> I, I can't laugh because a lot of listeners in Toronto. Yep. But at the Maple Leafs, every year we're going to win the Cup. And each year, same old story. So is this the year they could do it, do you think? Well, I sure, uh, I'm one of the believers. I, that's a really good organization. Yeah, they're, they are. They're, you know, they're, their talent is really, really good. Uh, you know, I am cheering for Samsonov, and I know you you followed the story and stuff. He, he talked about, oh boy, about three weeks ago, but having his own mental health issues and not doing yes. well. And he's uh, fighting hard to get through this stretch. But uh, if they're going to have success, they're going to need him to uh, find his game and, and hopefully he does that. But they are, you know, they're so talented. They're, they're a very good team. Yeah, nobody knows unless you go through it. What, nope. in, what insecurity can do to you? Yes, that's right. 
Nobody knows. Yeah. So, so now the most important hockey team in the world is next. There you go. <laughs> well, I, well, yeah, they are. The Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. I've got my Habs hat here. Yeah. And uh, do you like what they're doing? Is this rebuild a working, do you think, or is it just a, just a failed experiment? No, I do like it. Uh, they're struggling uh, recently, which kind of surprised me because uh, I like their team. Uh, in fact, I was there on Tuesday for the Flames. Flames uh, won that one two to one. Uh, Jacob Markson was brilliant, but I like uh, I like Montreal a lot. I, you know, every time you see certain players live, they they just pop right. And Caulfield, my gosh, he was great that game. He he didn't score. But he was brilliant, and uh, he's got a great release. I know he's, you know, he and Suzuki, they're not apart, right? Or they're apart right now, and there are times where they play together. They're uh, terrific together, but I do like the idea of not playing them together and just sort of finding their own way without each other. Uh, Slavkovsky seems like he's making some, uh, some ground. He's gaining a little bit of traction. He's not too bad on Tuesday. And I am a big fan of Montembeau. He is really... For a guy that was picked up on waivers a couple of years ago, he is really, really improved, and, and he's a legit goaltender that uh, could be a number one down the road. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.